The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. for podcasting, the podcast where check isn't just something we say into the microphone. My name is Greg Knowlton, your host here for the home of Hockey Talk on the BICBP radio network. Um, I'm a little behind on release schedule, but it's because I'm setting up my home studio so I can record from the comfort of my office instead of um, going in once my son is here. Um, I haven't, I'm having a kid and I don't want to take too much time off podcasting, to be honest. So I want to have a setup here so uh, I can have him as a guest right away. And you can just listen to him cry for 30 minutes is my plan for the episodes moving forward. No, but for real, um, I'm super excited. I, I did not get to cover as much stuff as I wanted to. I still do want to go bi-weekly. Um, that wasn't, unfortunately, that wasn't able to happen last week. I was out of town as well. But I'm here this week, and I, I'm so excited. I get to cover um, what's going on. We've got, unfortunately, my pick um, did lose. Toronto is already out of the, the cup. Um, they're already out of the race. I, I know how to pick them. What do I say? Um, it, was, it was a big, unfortunate upset to me. It was also crazy seeing the Panthers get knocked out. I was not expecting that at all. Um, I really was expecting that to be a little like them to them to be a little closer at least in those series. Or I was really expecting Panthers to go a little farther than they did. Now, does the coaching affect it? I don't know. I don't know if the coaching affected it at all. Um, if losing, you know, their assistant coach made a difference, or if it was just hockey. If it was just you know the other team showed up and played better. Who knows? Especially Toronto being having that weird, it's so facto home home ice advantage. They weren't too far from home. They probably felt a little more comfortable, and I wonder if that affected them. Uh, but with that said, Eastern Conference hockey uh, game one is happening. Or sorry, uh, the number one seed Philadelphia Flyers versus the Montreal Canadiens. Um, so Flyers did take the number one seed in the East which I think I did say I thought was going to happen, but I could be wrong. I don't remember. Um, oh, no, I said Boston was going to take it. That's right. But Philly, and I was rooting for Philly. Uh, Philly versus Montreal is happening as I'm recording this. Um, last I checked was Philly just scored. So I'm kind of popping into that while I'm recording this, so you might get some live play-by-play. -play. Um, and they play again on August 14th at 3, and then... August 16th at 8, and then there should be another episode of this before that passes. Uh, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to try to do some weekend coverage. The next one, this is a game I can't, I'm super excited to talk about. Um, Tampa Bay versus Columbus Blue Jackets goes to five overtimes. I think it was the third or fourth longest game in history. Um, the, the time on the ice was insane, 45 minutes, 50 minutes. Um, 60 minutes, nuts, nuts across the board. Um, Kerposolo had 88 saves. 
and let in three goals. 88 saves. What the, well, first of all, 88 shots on goal is crazy, but 88 saves is absolutely insane. Um, and then Tampa Bay, uh, Vlasileski with 63 saves, or 60, sorry, 88 five saves and 61 saves. Um, Vasilevsky only letting two goals by. Both goalies incredible behind the pipes, or between the pipes. 150 minutes between the pipes on the ice played for those goalies. They did not sub in um, the backups, and these guys put it all out there for game one. This is a this was a game seven worthy game. Uh, this is game one. Crazy five overtimes. Uh, nuts. Absolutely nuts. Like it's a 150 minute long game. That's <laughs> pretty crazy. Uh, not something normally seen in hockey. And this is what playoff hockey is all about. Tampa Bay, of course, walks away with the win. Um, so that's that's a big game there. That's a big win for Tampa. And I think that plays into their momentum very, moving forward. The next game in the series is the sixth seat Islanders versus the third seat Washington Capitals. Islanders leading the series with a 4-2 win against the Capitals uh, in Game 1. With Bailey scoring on the board, uh, Beauvillier, wow, Everly, and Lee all putting, um, putting a puck in the back of the net with Washington's only two goals being from TJ Oshie. Um, smaller, the goalies didn't have to face as many shots here. It was a little bit of a tighter game. Um, 26 saves for Varlamov and Holtby making 27 or facing 27 shots. Um, both of Oshi's goals were scored on power plays. So it tells me Capitals got to step it up a little bit. They needed the advantage to put either of the pucks in the back of the net. Um, and it doesn't surprise me that, you know, or it does surprise me that the Islanders outplayed them. I think Capitals are a team that is hunting for a cup. I think Ovechkin wants to get another one um, and knows that, you know, he's he's starting to be in the, the back half of his career. So as many title opportunities as he can get, he'll take. So I definitely think we'll see a enlightened Capitals, a fire under their butt. Um, I don't think Islanders run away with this one. And then on to the Carolina Hurricanes versus Boston. Uh, Boston. Boston. <laughs> Boston going to double overtime against the Canes. Um, not cr as crazy as Columbus and Tampa Bay, but Mrazic from the Hurricanes faced 40 shots, only allowing four of those 40, uh, where Tukarask faced 28, allowing three. Bruins winning, like I said, in double overtime, each team scoring one goal apiece through the periods uh, and then having those shutout periods in between for that first overtime. Pasternak putting the puck in the back of the net. Krejci uh, getting the game winner. Coyle and Bergeron all scoring for the Bruins. Well, Edmondson, McGinn, and where's uh, the last one? And Flurry all putting the puck in the back of the net for the Canes. So uh, my views here. Uh, oh, also, Carolina Hurricanes head coach Brenda Moore fined twenty-five thousand um, dollars 
following the game against Boston Bruins. I haven't seen the interview, but apparently he um, said some stuff he wasn't supposed to, and all of the money will go to the NHL Foundation. I'm actually curious to see exactly what he said. Um, Rob Brindamore, of course, not a name we're not used to. Um, he called the the NHL goal review um, a joke and a crime scene after Boston scored in a, a goal that apparently he thought was pretty questionable uh, and didn't think should have been a goal. Apparently, Mraz covered the puck um, and the the whistle was never blown, and then the puck was then the puck was put in the back of the net. Um, 25,000 seems a pretty steep for being frustrated about something like that. I get they're trying to control their guys a little bit, but I, I don't know. I think you're allowed to be frustrated and allowed to disagree with the refs. If you don't disagree with the refs, um, they'll just make whatever calls they want, and then you will have problems. Like hockey doesn't have challenges the way some of the other sports do. You just yell at the ref until they go, okay, we'll look at it. <laughs> you know, Or it's usually it's an automatic review. Um, so I can I, I don't agree with finding a coach if he like cussed out the refs if it's just saying joke in a crime scene based on that there could be more to what he said um, if he called the refs effing idiots or something I could see okay let's find them but just saying like you got it wrong you're allowed to say that I think that's I think that's totally good um, my East Coast predictions let's roll through it. Uh, as I said, Philly is playing right now. I think Philly beats the Canadians four games to two. I, I think they take it. Um, yeah, this is the best of seven series, right? I'm a, I'm a smart guy. I know hockey. <laughs> um, are we still at our qualifiers? No, this is best of seven, so I was right. This whole thing's got me twisted upside down and confused. Um, yeah, I think they take it in four games. Um, I should have looked at the list in front of me that says seven games. Uh, Tampa Bay, yeah, so four to two, sorry, six games for the Flyers in Montreal. Uh, I think Tampa Bay and Blue Jackets, um, if it's as tight as this first game was, I think it's a seven-game series. I, I truly do, with Tampa walking out on it, uh, Philly taking the Canadians, I, I do think Tampa walks on this. If Islanders keep up the play they had against the Capitals, um, I think it is totally possible that the Islanders beat the Capitals uh, also 4-2. to two. I'm going to say four games to two games um, for the Islanders. I don't see the Capitals giving up every a, a sweep. I just don't. I don't believe that they'll do that. But I do think that we will get um, – yeah, I do think we'll get a longer series out of this. Uh, Bruins and Canes. I want to say seven games. But I'm going to say this is our sweep in the East. I think either Carolina comes out super, super pissed off next game and crushes it and we get a series out of it, or they come off and make a bunch of dumb mistakes because they're bad, mad about a review and the Bruins just dominate and get that sweep so we'll see um if you disagree with my predictions cool let me know uh find us on two minutes for podcasting and tell me what your predictions are maybe we'll do something fun a little closer to the end um or comment on the post here that you found this on or just 
message me on Facebook and I will talk about your prediction if you have any ideas. Um, if you guys message me what you think, who you think um, is going to take the series and why, I, I will review your opinions. I gladly will either argue or agree um, with what you have to say. I think that's one of the great things about hockey. Unfortunately, because this isn't live, I can't have you call in, um, but I do want to hear what you have to say. In the Western Conference, VGK, Vegas Golders Knights versus Chicago. This has surprised me a little bit. Uh, Chicago gets beat 4-1 to one by the Knights. Now, the, the first seat for a reason, but I, I just think, you know, Chicago is one of those teams that doesn't have a lot of playoff jitters. They've been here before. They know what it takes to get done. Um, but... It just didn't happen. Uh, Smith stringing together two goals for the Knights. Leonard having a ninth, uh, only having to face 20 shots. So great defense by the Knights uh, or weak offense by the Blackhawks. Theodore with a goal for the Knights as well as Carrier. Um, on the Blackhawks side, the only goal was by Camp from, from center. And Crawford faced 34 goals with 30 saves. 14-shot uh, difference is huge. Doesn't sound like a lot sometimes in hockey, uh, but 14 shots on net, that's so much more for the goalie to have to face. And I know I sound like John Madden right now, but, but man, like that's just something you don't want to happen. You want to have your defense playing strong. You don't want to see um, your goalie have to do all of the work uh, because you're falling short and letting the other team's offense run rampant on you. And, and if they're going to, at least your offense needs to step it up and answer with just as many shots. Um, to only have 20 shots on Leonard, um, as, a, as a Buffalo guy, like, good on Leonard. I love seeing him go far. Like, part of me is cheering for the Golden Knights um, just to see him get a cup. But at the same time, like, I want good, solid hockey and that just tells me, like, there was no hustle and Chicago was just not showing up. And it's really funny because Leonard came from Chicago to Vegas back in February. Um, so Leonard just kind of shoved that in the Blackhawks' faces a little bit, which is pretty great. On to the next is Colorado Avalanche versus the Coyotes. Avalanche beating the Coyotes three to nothing, um, with Kemp for for the Coyotes um, had an amazing game, despite letting in thirty or despite letting three goals, he had thirty seven saves. And what I was just talking about with the goalies, uh, Grubber from Avalanche, I probably pronounced that wrong. Uh, had 14 shots on net. He got a shutout because he only had to face 14 shots, where Kemper, ha or Kemper had to face 40. 40 to 14. Whose offense showed up? Whose did it? Um, you tell me right now. That is just unreal. I feel bad for that goalie. As a defenseman, like, I, I honestly feel bad for, for Kemper for having to face that much. Jeez. Um, and Colorado is a team that tends to put the puck in the back of the net a ton. Like, they don't have low-scoring games, 
They know how to, to make that happen. They know how to make moves to, to get the get the puck in the back. I know I say it a lot, but like they know how to score goals. And 40 shots is just wild. Um, with 40 to 14 just has me baffled right now. Uh, Comfer scoring for Avalanche. Kadri scoring for the Avalanche. And Rantanen scoring for the Avalanche. No goals scored by Arizona. Like I said, beautiful shutout for Grubber. He got to uh, Grubber, He got to sit back uh, and just take a nap <laughs> that game. The Flames versus Dallas. Uh, Flames coming out of that one three to two over Dallas uh, with Anderson and Dubé scoring all the goals. Dubé with two um, for Calgary and Ben and. Garinov scoring for Dallas. I don't know how I feel about this series, like who I'm really cheering for in this one, um, who I think wins. It was a close game offensively. It really was. Uh, Talbot and Kudabowen both facing 26 shots. And, you know, that that's just one of those, someone got a lucky bounce somewhere or just made the right move. Um, I think this is a close series. I will, I'm not going to make my prediction until the end. Um, but now I have to make a new Stanley Cup prediction too. So that's, that's going to be fun. Uh, but yeah, I don't have too much to say about that series. Unfortunately, it's just not two teams that I like absolutely love. You know, it's, I wish I did like them more. Um, I like Dallas's jerseys, if that helps. But I'm going to try to be better about covering those. And then the St. Louis Blues uh, play at 10.30 while I'm recording this and Vancouver. So we haven't even seen what the first the first game of that really looks like yet. Um, I will make my West predictions, though. VGK, I'm giving them the sweep against Chicago. If Chicago is going to show up like that, um, yeah, I think I think they get a sweep. If not, I say 4-1. to one. Those are my two predictions. Cal Colorado Avalanche, absolutely undeniably I don't think there's another prediction I think they sweep Arizona Arizona did not show up in that first game and I don't I think Colorado just looks amazing I'm actually surprised they didn't grab that first seat um, Vegas just played super well in that series and I think we're going to see those two teams um, face off again down the road for the conference uh, Calgary Dallas oh. 4-3 Seven-game series, 4-3 to three Dallas. That's what I'm going to say. I know Calgary has it to start, but I think 4-3 to three Dallas. And St. Louis Blues-Vancouver. I think Vancouver uh, comes out on top on this one. It sounds weird, but I, I think they're going to be the team. I think this is a – I think they take it in five games. We'll say 4-1. to one. Uh, I could be totally wrong on that one. That one's one that I'm kind of just taking a shot in the dark prediction. Um but there's just always something about Vancouver. But we did see, unfortunately, the, Panther, the Panthers get eliminated, the Rangers, Pittsburgh Penguins, which is not super unfortunate, and the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, will not, are, their seasons are done on the other side. Jets, the Wild, Nashville, and the Oilers are all done. A little upset about the Wild and the Predators, to be honest. I would have liked to see um, Predators go in over Coyotes. And all of these games were won three to one, or uh, except for Colorado beat the Rangers three to nothing, 
in the series. And Columbus, unfortunately, had a heartbreaker against Toronto uh, and knocked them out in five games. So that's a that's a heartbreaker, but I think Columbus has their work cut out for them again. And um, with Tampa Bay, we'll see what happens there. With that said, uh, I'm going to predict conference, who I think is going to the end here. I'm not going to predict the cup just yet. But I think we get a... I think we get a Philadelphia-Boston um, for the Eastern Conference. I think that's the series we get. I'd love to see Tampa Bay, but I, I just feel like it's Philly-Boston, which I would absolutely love as far as gameplay because it will be rough and tough um, and just some some gritty hockey. On the other side, it, this one's easy. This is I see this as Vegas-Colorado. Um, I see the West is either going to go to the Knights or the Avalanche. Um, Man. And again, that's another series I think that'll be a high-scoring, fast-paced. I think there'll be kind of two completely different hockey games um, if that's how those conferences line up. Drop your predictions for me uh, in the comments. Message them to me. Like I said, I want to talk about your predictions. Other than that, that is all the, the hockey I have to talk about right now. Um, I will have a little more news, and there actually be – this will be a late release, but there will probably be a weekend coverage as well. Um, or an end-of-the-week coverage for the couple of games that are going on right now. Thank you for joining me. As always, I am Greg Knowlton. Until next time, get to the box. talking and what is it for well i'm here to let you know that my name's anthony and i'm the host of the vinyl divers podcast at the bicbp network on vinyl divers i like to break down my favorite albums listen to vinyl and most importantly talk music whether it be a classic rock album one week and then a deep dive into some punk history the next one thing that's certain is we're always going to have a good time so hit subscribe dim the lights and let's get tired.